This podcast is only possible because of your support. Please consider donating, if you can, using the links in the description box. I'm Elia Hubbard for the Beirut Banyan. This is my first rant on the podcast. I hope you won't have to listen to those often, but this one needs to come out. I did my best not to pay attention to last week's discussion about which jobs Lebanese people should start accepting. I'm not doing this podcast as a reaction to anyone. I'm doing it to describe how the situation in Lebanon has shaped me, and I think many of us, and continues to do so. This includes Thawra, and I'm very thankful I was able to experience that in Beirut. But also what led to it. Just like many other failed economies, the problems started way earlier and were rarely linked to picky job hunters. My rant begins with my first professional experience. I had graduated from AUB with both a BS and an MS in molecular biology, honors and all of that. My parents were able to put me in a relatively high competitive bracket among fellow job hunters. Yet nothing. That was back in 2013. Many offered their advice. Some recommended PhD programs, but I wasn't interested, as academic life in biology is painful. Back then, the estimates were that only 4% of PhDs would get tenure in that field. I was still a fan of my life, and for that reason, never went into medicine or risked those chances in a PhD. Second, Many commented on how my master's would be very useful if I went into pharma as a medical representative. For those of you unfamiliar with the term, those representatives are up to date on a given product or line of products and use their wits and unending patience to market them to physicians. Many of my friends went into that field. It pays really well. I just didn't have it in me to sell. I wanted to create and market what I believed was good. What I didn't know back then was that I was fighting the only sector that was viable in Lebanon, services. We didn't really produce much in terms of agriculture and industry. Think about it. Most people you know, with salaries above minimum wage in the private sector, worked in either education, construction, or the service industry. Whether I liked it or not, My failure to secure a job within my specialty that wasn't about teaching or selling led to internalized shame. Mind you, I knew those jobs existed abroad and some did in Lebanon, but it seems I was never good enough for them. Fast forward to Thoreau. I was in Martyrs Square doing my interviews as usual. After doing those for a while, my previous guests became even friendlier as I inevitably bumped into them several times a week. I still remember that one day, I was sitting near the mosque, sharing a sandwich with a couple of friends there. I then see a previous guest, let's call him Ziad, walking towards us. We were all dazzled, as he wore a suit that day and looked really sharp. As someone who could be identified in Martyrs Square because of my messy hair, trust me when I tell you that none of us really looked our best on a regular protest day. This change of scenery was a pleasant surprise. As the guys teased him about his looks, asking if he was going to get married or something, he settled down and told us he just had a job interview. Everyone was really excited, as Ziad had been out of work for a while. Then, he tells us that the salary was $650. We were all stricken by sadness, and he knew it. 
He felt it too, as he tried to comfort us by saying that it was better than nothing. We did still congratulate him for getting an interview and wished him luck. But this scene will stick with me forever. Here's a man, proud of his 10 years experience, putting his best foot forward. For what? A salary that barely covers rent, transportation and some utilities? This rant was triggered by my built-up anger about Ziad's story and many others like him. For all I know, there's plenty of jobs I applied to that were given to Awasta. Who knows, maybe I should have been aiming for $650 a month with two degrees. Even with no degrees, is $650 enough? Knowing full well the minimum wage in Lebanon was closer to $400 back then? Do we want to work just for the sake of working? And what kind of a sick hamster wheel was our economy riding and what was it high on? Thawra showed me that it's not in our heads. Something is wrong with our economy. Working cannot be just an excuse to avoid the stigma of being unemployed, while we're barely making ends meet. And most importantly, working is not slavery. Our economy has abused disadvantaged workers for far too long, irrespective of nationality. Our legislation has watched this horror show and codified it to make sure any union action is paralyzed. Those jobs, such as cleaning houses or filling gas tanks, speak nothing of their workers. No one willingly chooses this work, not because we're above some rank, but because workers have no rights while doing them. If I have to scrub dishes, I'd rather do it while getting paid more than I would in Lebanon and having a union behind my back. The work isn't shameful, but the way it's been reduced to slavery is. Those who should be ashamed won't listen to this podcast. So for those of you who are, I'm here if you'd like to share your experience in the Lebanese job market and maybe have it featured on the show. Let's keep talking. Elia Haber, signing off for the Beirut Banyan.